first, uh, Hebrews chapter number 11. I'm just kidding with you. We'll have a good time. I, talk, I said we'll get out of here at a good time. Uh, and so heard amens from that one. Get out of here at a good time. Hebrews chapter number 11 tonight. And uh, we'll be out of here quickly. i got six points to bring to you. Preached this morning, three, 30 minutes, less than 30 minutes. And uh, it's just what the Lord has on my heart. I don't, I mean, I can preach long, you know that, but um, I just preach till the Lord says done and I'm done. Hebrews chapter number 11 tonight's where we'll find our text. We're moving through the chapter little by little, and it seems like it's uh, went quite fast um, to me. Um, as we're already, we've already covered 17 verses and tonight, or 16 verses tonight, we'll cover the 17, 18, and 19, Lord willing, and uh, then we'll move on from there and get into Isaac and into Jacob and Joseph and Moses and his parents and children of Israel and Rahab, and then uh, we'll probably take a um, big slowdown when we get to verse number 32. Because um, that, that, that handles a lot of people there. And we might not preach through it, um, through that point. Um, but we might hit on them, maybe little by little. And kind of how we've done in the means of, uh, in the means of in Genesis chapter 49, maybe hit on them little by little. But you know, it covers, Genesis, it covers Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and uh, Samuel. And then you get to verse 33 and you find... Who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness. Then it talks about and uh, of the prophets. It says in verse 32 that covers a lot of people there. And so we could go back to the Old Testament and find a bunch of people. But I don't think we're going to do that. As We'll do it as the Lord's leads and, and, and see how the Lord will allow us uh, to do that. And so Hebrews chapter number 11 verse number 17. The Bible says, if you found your text... The Bible says, by faith Abraham, when he is tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Pray the Lord will bless over the um, reading of the word tonight. I'm going to get right into the preaching. And I, I know we can get complacent and caught up on things that are the same. But we do need the Lord's help, and that's why we pray so much around here. We need His help, and uh, I need His help tonight. So you pray for me as I preach. Clearly, there's a big problem going on here. I know you can hear it. And so, as we move through this series, I feel like it's been a very fast series this far. But like I said, we've got a lot more to go. And um, we've learned about the faith of some of these elders Elders is what it calls them in verse number 2. I think it is in verse number 2 where he tells us very clearly, for it by the elders obtained a good report. And so um, we have learned about Abel, the faith of Abel. We learned of, we preached on by faith Abel. We preached on by faith Enoch. We preached on by faith Noah. We preached on by faith Abraham. And then we preached on part 1. And then we preached on uh, through faith Sarah. And then we preached on in faith these and so here this week we've come to verse number 17 and we find by faith Abraham once again. It addresses Abraham one more time and this week uh, uh, I, that's where we find ourselves. And I, I thank God for how he's helped us this far in this series. 
But um, the first part of Abraham dealt with the calling of Abraham. It talks about the calling of Abraham and the, um, the um, traveling of Abraham as he's soldiering in the land uh, that uh, headed, headed towards the land of promise. And um, as he's soldiering in the lands and the dwelling in tents and that sort of stuff. And you know the story. We read it in verse 8 and verse through verse number 10. But um, this time, I believe that this time deals with the commitment of Abraham. It doesn't deal with the calling of Abraham anymore, even though Abraham was still called, but now it deals with his commitment. And so how can we look at that? Well, he was called to Christian service. Abraham, I don't know if Abraham was ever called to be a preacher. I can't, I, and I'm ashamed to say that I don't know, but I, I don't think he was ever called to be a preacher. And I don't think he was ever called to be a prophet, now that I think about it. I don't think that he was or anything, but he was called to simple Christian service, faithful Christian service. And um, now in this text, we find some years later where he's committed to that Christian service. And so where, where there's commitment in that. And so I'd like to look at this thing this evening and preach on By Faith Abraham Part 2. By Faith Abraham Part 2. I want you to notice six points with me and I'll be done, all right? Everybody with me tonight. On um, Point number one, I want you to notice faith's checkup. Faith's checkup. I want you to notice in verse number 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried. By faith Abraham, when he was tried. This word tried speaks of a testing. It speaks of a trials, it's but, 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 or temptation. But a temptation is normally designed uh, for, from the adversary. It's typically not designed from the Almighty. And so if we look at it that way, the testing is typically designed from the Almighty. But the tempting is typically designed from the adversary. He's the one who designs those. The Lord says in Hebrews chapter number, I can't tell you where it's at. James chapter number 1 I know addresses it too. But in the book of James it tells us very clearly that the Lord will not tempt you as such as is in sin. He won't tempt you if it has anything to do with sin. He's not going to tempt you that way. And so a lot of times temptations do have to deal with sins. And a lot of times we bring temptations upon ourselves as well. But then there's the testing. And the testing um, uh, is what is taking place here. And by faith Abraham when he was tried. And so his faith was simply going through a checkup. If you go to the doctor you're being checked up on what you... Um, on, you're, you're being checked up typically. If you go to a doctor on a checkup you're going to be checked for what? What might, may have been a problem before time, or what may have uh, a given problem in the past, what this or that or this or that, or it just could be a simple checkup just to see how you're doing. Uh, and so you look at it that way, and so this is a checkup that's taking place in his life. Uh, it's making sure that it, it was what he claimed uh, it was. Uh, it's making sure that his faith was the faith that he claimed it to be. Uh, and so you know, there are not, a, there, they, these are not a, a a one-time thing. They don't take place just one time in your life, and if they do, then you better bless the Lord for it. Uh, but most of the time, they'll take time. They'll take more than one times, uh, and you'll have your turn with this testing more than one time in your life. Uh, and so they happen often, and it's used uh, in most cases cases to strengthen us. Uh, it's used in. Excuse me. In most cases to make us better Christians. Would you agree with that tonight? Uh, I want you to notice a few things here. I want you to notice, number one, the, con- the consistency uh, of, faith, uh, of faith checkups. The consistency uh, 
a faith checkup. So the checkup that took place here uh, is obviously the one that concerned uh, the offering up of Isaac. As it tells us in the text here, it's the offering up of Isaac. Uh, um, but that is not the first test Abraham had encountered. Uh, it's not the first time that he had to go do some time of testing in his life to test his faith. Uh, uh, what about leaving his home? Uh, when he had to leave his home, he had to do something that was by faith. Uh, it tells us in verse number 8 that he did. Uh, and so so, so, so it has to deal with faith there as he's uh, leaving his home. And then what about leaving his family? What about leaving Lot back there in Sodom and Gomorrah when he didn't go? Uh, and that's a temptation. I mean, that's a testing uh, that took place in his life. And friend, I tell you, these checkups will happen often in our lives. Uh, don't quit on the first one nor any after that. Because they're consistent in your life. The consistency of faith checkups. Secondly, I want you to notice the counter of faith checkups. So how will you reply to them? How you reply to faith checkup will make a big difference in your life. You agree with that? Abraham didn't pass them all either. You know that? He lied about Sarah down in Egypt. um, Genesis chapter number 12, he lied about Sarah down in Egypt. He lied and said he's his sister. She wasn't. She was his wife. Why did he do that? Because she's pretty. And Egyptians would have got her. And he'd have been dead. And so, 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 so what does that tell you? Does that tell you that God wouldn't take care of him? So therefore he looked at it not through the eyes of faith, but through the eyes of sight. Meaning that he chose to not look through the eyes of faith and say that God was going to take him through that, but rather to look through it through sight and realize that he's just going to lie about it and sin. And make his own decision. And so what about the checkup with faith that he had concerning the birth of Isaac? They had to wait for Isaac for some years. And wait, I mean, they had to wait on Isaac for at least for approximately thirty plus years. And so, waiting on Isaac at this point in time, they they but 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 what did they do? They didn't wait on God. Sarah gave him his hand, her handmaid, Hagar. And they bore Ishmael. They bore Ishmael, but that wasn't God's will for it. That wasn't God's will for it at all. God's will was for them to wait and by faith uh, be able to succeed uh, at having a child in Isaac, the man-child that God wanted him to be. But Abraham uh, did not fail this checkup of faith uh, that we're reading in our text here tonight. He did not fail this one at all. He did exactly as God had commanded him. And so your counter matters to these checkups. They're going to matter a lot when it comes to them. You know, it may actually determine the future. So the counter of faith's checkups. Thirdly, I want you to notice the cause of faith's checkups. So they're not, the, they're not to make you quit. They're not to make you leave, and I believe they're designed more to make you lean is what they are. They're designed to make you lean on the Lord. Uh, Leaning not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledging Him and letting Him direct your paths. Uh, And you know, I believe they're designed to do that, and they are there to grow your faith. To strengthen your faith. And you know, Abraham would have never known God uh, would provide if he had not obeyed God's command. 
You say, well, how do you know that? Well, I mean, I can look in Genesis chapter number 22 for you here uh, this evening uh, and find where the Bible does say something about that. Let me just turn over there for you. We got to turn over there in a little while, maybe anyways. Genesis chapter number 22, uh, the Bible tells us very clearly. Let me, let me see if I can find this verse for you. Let me find it. I cannot. I can't remember what verse it is. But the simple fact about it is, is that, you know, they're, they're sitting there and they're, they're realizing. Let me, let me look. Let me see. And he said, In thy seed, verse 18, shall all the nation of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed. So Abraham returned and his young men. They, called, uh, they rose up and went to Abraham to wet up Beersheba. And it came to pass after these things. It was told Abraham, saying, uh, Milka, let's see. Lord, help. There's a verse in here where it tells us that they call it Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord. Verse 14, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Jehovah-Jireh means the Lord will provide. It means the Lord will provide. And so if it means the Lord will provide, that simply tells us that, the, that he wouldn't have known that until that time. Because of what he did, because of what took place, because of how he was led by faith, he chose to see that the Lord would provide for him. That's good stuff. Hallelujah. But I tell you, you know, you know, the gospel would have never been presented in Genesis chapter number 22 if Abraham not been in compliance with the Lord. What could your checkup be teaching someone else down the road? How much has Genesis chapter 22 taught you? It's taught me a lot. And it's taught me that the Lord will provide, that's for sure. And, and, you know, it's taught a lot of people, but what could the checkups of faith with you teach somebody, teach your kid or teach whatever? What what, what could it teach you? You know, how could it allow them to grow uh, uh, in their their spiritual life? So down the road, well, he done it for mama, he done it for daddy, I'm sure he'll do it for me. Uh, And so if we think about it that way, you know, I know it's easy preaching and hard living, but God has all reasons for all things, right? All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. The Bible says, so we see faith's checkup. Secondly, I want you to notice faith's commitment. Faith's commitment. So the Bible says at the end of verse 17 or, or later on, it says, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. He offered up Isaac. In the Old Testament times, men built altars uh, um, to worship the Lord. They built an altar to worship the Lord and he was committed to giving God the worship no matter the cost uh, that it was going to take. Uh, and you know, if, if we look at his worship here, we can see how much his commitment reached, uh, how far his commitment reached. I, I want you to look at it. I want you to look at his commitment involved walking. His commitment involved walking. Now you say that don't have nothing to do with this. It does have a lot to do with this actually because we're talking about commitment here, right? And this place of worship was not outside the door of their house. Genesis chapter number 22 tells us it was a three days journey to get there. It was a three days journey to get there. And so he had to put on his walking shoes uh, to get to that place. uh, To get to the place just to worship. You understand that? When they had to go down in Jerusalem and worship, they had a long ways to walk. I know that's not exactly where he's going here. I understand he's going to Mount Moriah. But I'm telling you, it's that when we look at this, you know, and, and people today in America wouldn't dare, uh, wouldn't dare walk to a place of worship. I mean, they wouldn't dare walk to a place of worship. I said in America, too, because uh, the other countries, they still do it. And so they're, they, they're not willing to put forth much effort at all to worship the Lord. Uh, you and I aren't willing to do that either. 
And I tell you is that I have to be, I've been to churches uh, where that preacher better not preach, preach past 12 o'clock. I've seen people walk out on me. I have. 12 o'clock on the dot. Time to go. But then here we are and they'll watch football games all day long in the afternoon. They get home. Sit down all day long and watch football games. I tell you, that's not faith. That's the wrong priorities is what that is. Uh, and they better get it fixed. Amen. His commitment involved walking. Secondly, his commitment involved worship. Now, the Bible says offered Isaac. He offered Isaac. And so he gave Isaac uh, as an offering. You with me, right? What do we look at as, as, as an offering? We give money as an offering. But, but that's not the only way to give offerings uh, either, but, but that, that, that's what we do. And I can guarantee that there's been people around here, uh, around this church, and, and there might still be someone, I don't think so, but um, you know, I guarantee there's been people around this church uh, at some point in time wondering why in the world we take up so many offerings. Why in the world do we take up so many? Can I just say this? Worship is not without an offering. You cannot worship the Lord without an offering. I'm not talking about just monetarily. I'm talking about an offering, giving him something, whether it be you or whether it be money or whether it be the man or whether it be the message or whatever it is, giving God something uh, from you. You cannot worship without an offering. Uh, and you do realize when we take up an offering around here, it's a time of worship, right? Amen. Amen. It ought to be looked as that. You know, you know, I've heard people over and over say that all churches are worried about uh, is money. Uh, and how come they don't say that about football games and baseball games? Right? I mean, that's all they're worried about, friend. You go spend much more money there. You go to the concession. It does not bother them. Uh, it does not bother that one person to get uh, bottomless popcorn or bottomless drinks. Right? There ain't nothing wrong with doing what I'm talking about right there. Get bottomless popcorn. I like to get bottomless popcorn and bottomless drinks, all right? But what I'm saying is that if you're not doing your part here, then don't do it there. Don't complain about what's going on here if you're not going to do it there. I mean, let's be, let's be even on things. I know none of y'all do that, but I'm just saying, uh, Lord forbid, we ask for a love offering for someone uh, who comes in or something like that, uh, and Lord forbid that. Make sure we have the money for everything else, but not for that. God forbid, friend. His commitment involved worship. I want you to notice a few things about this worship. Well, this offering of worship involved a size. What do you mean a size? Well, the Bible says very clearly there that when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. He offered up Isaac. Now, now the offering he was given to the Lord was huge. Put your own kid's name in that place. And see if you can offer that up. That's a big offering, I'd say. I mean, there's no monetary value you can ever put upon it. That's a big offering. Uh, Isaac was his only begotten son. Uh, you know, but Abraham had such faith in God that he was willing to give him up just for worship. You understand that? He knew that, and that's the problem with most churches today, uh, is they want to fill their pockets uh, and give their 10%, if that, uh, to the church. Uh, and hey friends, it's great if you're rich, but Lord help us to give out and not to keep in. It's not a problem to be rich. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of money. There's nothing wrong with having money. But you know the thing about it is, is that a lot of people give in size. 
We'll get there in a minute. No one in most churches wants to give by faith. Abraham did give by faith and it was huge. Amen. The offering of worship involved the size. This offering of worship also involved a sacrifice. The Bible says he offered up Isaac. Now the size will never be determined less uh, we look at the sacrifice involved. It will never be determined. The size of the sacrifice will, ne- the size will never be determined unless we were to look at the sacrifice that he gave, right? And so thinking about it, Abraham was given what meant most to him. Uh, he was not given something that had been sitting in the billfold for 20 years, uh, but he was given someone he was promised. He was giving someone that he was promised, not something. Uh, um, but a person could give thousands uh, and thousands every week, uh, and it may still not be a sacrifice. You say, well, how is it not a sacrifice? Because it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality of it. Uh, it's backwards, you see that? You see that? It's not the quantity, uh, it's the quality of it. How much it means to you. Yeah, man, the widow woman gave two mats uh, and still gave the, re- the rich, outgave the rich. She gave two mats. That's the smallest you can get. And still outgave the rich. You know why? Because she gave it all. Okay, she gave all she had. That's why. That's exactly why. Because uh, it was because of her sacrifices. It was not because of the size. Uh, it was not because of the sort. Uh, it was not because of any of those things. But it was because of the sacrifice. Uh, and that is a big deal. We must be careful, beloved. Uh, make sure you're given as God leads. And if you are considered a faithful servant, you will be committed to the God and all the things pertaining to God. Amen. Amen. Faith's checkup. Faith's commitment. Thirdly, I want you to notice faith's concernment. If you're living day by day, what you are concerned with will line up with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Meaning your priorities will not have to be put in order. They, they already will be in order. That's what I'm trying to say. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. First things must come first. Simple as that, right? So the concern of Abraham here was clearly to please please the Lord. Uh, It was not because uh, he wanted to please himself. Because if he wanted to please himself, I'm sure he would not have given his only begotten son. Uh, But he wanted to please the Lord is what he wanted to do. Uh, uh, Not Isaac. He didn't want to please Sarah. But he wanted to please the Lord. Uh, And I think it's important. It is yours and it is my God-given duty here this evening uh, to desire to please him first. Not my wife, not my boys, uh, not you, but him. And that's just as simple as it is, friend. Uh, you, know, and, you know, it may not line up with the world. It may not even line up with your family. But friends, it, if it lines up with the Word of God, you cannot go wrong. Amen. Faith's concern, me. His concern was on the things of God. Fourthly, I want you to notice faith's confusion. Now, Bible says in verse 17... He that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. In Isaac, so, so you say, why is there any confusion here? Well, this is a paradox. This is a paradoxical statement is what this is. Uh, and you know, can I just say that everything the Lord tells you will not make sense at the beginning? 
It just won't. Imagine how he could have, how it could have made Abraham feel at this exact time. Uh, maybe it made, maybe it made him feel confused, uh, or maybe he thought, if I go up there and I sacrifice my boy, um, that will go against the promise that God has already given me. Uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's so. How in the world uh, will that promise be fulfilled in Isaac if I kill him? Right? How in the world can this happen? As far as we can see, Isaac had no children here. So the seed could not go on. And friend, in your life, in your life and in my life, you may come up to a situation that seems to be very confusing. Can I just tell you, I don't have the answer either. I'm not going to have the answer either. You can ask me, but I probably won't have the answer. And tell you something else, you probably won't have the answer either. But I know one who has the answer, and that's the Lord. And you seek him out where he can be found, friend, and I promise you, you'll find the answer. In his wisdom, he'll show you exactly what he is expecting from us. And But at first, oftentimes, it will take a step of faith to see it. Just follow the Lord. And I believe that's what Abraham did. You say, why did Ab- how did Abraham do that? Well, the simple fact about it is, is that Abraham went and did it anyways. Why? Because he felt like he knew that the Lord would raise him up if he killed him. He knew that the promise of the Lord would be fulfilled regardless of the circumstance. Friend, I tell you, there's faith, checkup, commitment, concernment, and confusion. Fifthly, I want you to notice faith's capability. Faith's capability. In 19, at the beginning, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Abraham wasn't uh, confused seemingly. Why? Why wasn't he confused? Uh, because his faith in the compatibility and the capability of God uh, uh, canceled out the confusion. Amen. What well, canceled it all out, friend? People without faith leave out what God can do. But people of faith trust in the capable hand of God. You know, he can do it, friends. You agree? If he, uh, he believed God, no matter what, if Isaac died, uh, the promises would be the same because God doesn't break promises and God does not change. And so he would, he would see Isaac alive again and he had that faith. Whatever you have in your life going on will never change the capable hand of Almighty God. Will never change him. Trust him to lead you. Trust his hands to lead you. And you can walk in faith. Friend, that, 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 those hands have done so much. His hands have done so much. I mean, we can think throughout Scripture, it shut the lion's mouth. Right? I mean, his, his hands stopped the storm. Calmed the sea. His hands probably reached around the, reached around the head of, of John and comforted him when he was about to die. When Jesus was about to die. Those hands done a lot of work upon this, upon this. I preached on that one day. I wish I remember the points. But I'm telling you, those hands are powerful hands. And if, he can't, if he's done all this in the Bible, then what, what makes you think he can't do it for you? What makes you, what makes you think that, that, that he can't calm the storm in your life? I mean, that's just how the Lord works. We see faith's checkup, com- commitment and concernment, confusion and capability. And lastly, I want you to notice tonight, well, not lastly, I think I'm going to preach one more. Faith's comparison. 
In verse 19, the Bible says, Even from the dead, from whence also, he received him in a figure. So this word figure means, very clearly, it means a comparison. It means a parable. It means a proverb. And in the Greek word, it is the word paraboli. Paraboli. Doesn't that sound familiar? I mean, it, it's, it is, it's where we get our word parable from. And so, so it literally means a representation of that which really is. And so, so, so in a practical sense, it could be called what we call a type. And so I, I want to look at a few things that this figure was. This, this was a figure of here uh, this evening. I want you to notice, number one, I want you to notice the person in this comparison. The person in this figure, this figure, this comparison. It was Isaac, of course. And you know Isaac was a great figure of the Lord in his offering. He was a great figure of the Lord. Notice with me, you know, Isaac is the loved son. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 22 and verse number 2, uh, he's described as the one whom thou lovest. The one whom thou lovest. Matthew uh, account uh, in verse three, uh, chapter 3 and verse 17, uh, when, when, when Jesus is getting baptized, the Bible says, This is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. He was the loved son. He was the lone son. He was the lone son. Now the Bible says uh, in verse 17, it says, uh, um, Promises offered up his only begotten son. Now I understand Abraham had another son named Ishmael, but in the eyes of God, his, he, he, Isaac was his only son. And so, so Christ was God's only begotten son. We know that in John 3, 16. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He's the only begotten son of the Father. And so, so, so we see the person in this comparison. Uh, and then I want you to notice the providing in this comparison. When Abraham uh, was fixing to kill Isaac, the angel of the Lord uh, called him to stop, to stop everything that he was doing. Uh, and then by happenstance, right, by happenstance, there happened to be a lamb, uh, a ram in the thicket, uh, it wasn't happenstance. It was providence is what it was. Uh, but it, there just happened to be a, a, lamb, a ram in the thicket. And this figure uh, here is showing the substitutionary sacrifice uh, of our Lord and Jesus Christ someday down the road. Uh, Christ died in my stead is what he did. And that's what Abraham grabbed the ram that was caught by its horns and put it on the altar. And what took place from that point is that Abraham was lifted up off of that altar. That's a type of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of the church one day too. There's a lot of types in here. I'm not, I don't have time to preach them all. I don't want to preach them all right now. I don't feel like the Lord wants me to preach them all. But there, there's a simple fact is the providing of that is the Lord provided a ram. Amen. And there's no, there's so much more that could be said of this figure, like the, uh, all that. But, but I tell you, it's, it's amazing how we see all of this some four thousand years prior to Calvary. You know, it, it's a wonderful picture of what Christ did for us, and most of all, He died in my stead. Thank God. Faith checkup, commitment, concernment, confusion, capability, and comparison. And last time we'll preach faith's confirming. Faith's confirming. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse number 12, the Bible says after, after, after Abraham had done an, tried to offer Isaac and the Lord had provided a ram, 
there in the thicket. And um, the angel of the Lord looked at him and he said, Now I know that thou fearest God. Because he didn't withhold it. That's proof of faith. That's confirming faith is what that is. Uh, And faith will confirm some things. And he showed us uh, what complete submission unto the Lord is. And it it confirmed uh, that he had full faith in the Lord uh, to do no matter what took place. uh, He had full faith in God. Uh, And if you're not faithful to church, will somebody else else know where you go? Uh, If if you're not faithful to it, uh, um, will will one see devotion to it? No, absolutely not. Uh, And what does skipping church prove? Uh, What does a worldly lifestyle prove? Uh, uh, what, What does it prove? Well, when, when you think about it, what, what, when your neighbors know you'll be at church on Sunday, what, what does that prove? You're committed to the house of God. I mean, I mean, when your work knows you've got to get off early enough on Wednesday to go to the house of God, what does it prove? It proves your devotion to God. I mean, when, you're, when, your, team, when your team knows you're not missing church on Wednesday uh, to go to practice or go to a game, uh, or what does it prove? It, it proves your commitment to the Lord, to all of them. Man, I want everybody to know I'm saved. I want them to talk behind my back and say, man, that joker won't miss church for nothing. <laughs> because it means. It means that much to me, friend. And I tell you, is that what you're, you're, it proves your commitment to God. What did Abraham's faith prove? Well, it proved that he was willing to go all the way just by faith, go all the way wherever God led, no matter what the cost was. Did Abraham have to slay Isaac? No, Abraham didn't have to slay Isaac. He didn't have to kill Isaac, but he had already done it in his heart. He had already killed Isaac in his heart. He wasn't holding on to Isaac anymore. He was as good as dead to to, to Abraham. And beloved, that's faith. That is faith. Why is it faith? Well, he trusted in the word of God. There was two occasions where Abraham was talked to by God in specifics. There was more occasions than Abraham was talked to by God. But Abraham was talked to by God telling him that through Isaac would come the promised seed, right? Then Abraham was talked to by God telling him to go up and kill Isaac, the promised seed. Both times involved faith. Both times faith succeeded. But both times, if he would not have had faith, he would have absolutely failed. Friend, I tell you tonight, I want to ask you, what is your faith showing the world around you today? I mean, is it showing unbelief? Is it showing faithfulness? God help us display the most utmost faith around this world. In a world full of unfaithful people, we need to show faith. The child of God needs to stand out in their faith. Their faithfulness. And I pray that you can. pray that you do. Abraham showed his faithfulness very, very clearly in the checkup of faith in Genesis 22. In the commitment, he had a commitment. He had a commitment by faith. 
He had a concernment by faith. He had confusion by faith. There was things happening in his life that just seemed confusion. You tell me how you're going to get. You tell me how you're going to get two words of God, two sentences from the Lord. One telling you that He's the promise seed, and one tells you to kill the promise seed. That would cause confusion, wouldn't it? That position is like this: you sit there, you do both of them. <laughs> you say, "Well, how do you do both of them?" He did both of them because he knew God would provide through both of them. Simple as that. When the Lord gives you words from Him, do both of them. Do all of them because He's going to provide regardless of if you, if you understand it. You don't have to understand it at all. Faith's cap- capability, faith's comparison, and the faith's confirming. It was absolutely proof that God could be trusted and by faith he could be. Go on. With Isaac, safe and sound, once again, because he accounted that God was able to raise him up. Even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. And that's what it does. And then that leads us to verse 20, where the Bible says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Isaac would have never been able to bless Jacob and Esau. If, I, if Abraham would have never had faith. You think about it. Isaac blessed them. Jacob blessed the two sons. The next verse tells us the two sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. And Joseph comes on. And the next, Moses and all those. Abraham is an absolute example of faith for you and I tonight. By faith, Abraham, part two. You can stand if you're done. Lord, we love you. Help the people here tonight. Pray God you keep everybody safe throughout the way. Lord, as they leave here tonight, pray God that everybody would bring glory to you and walk with you by faith. Lord, in this day and this hour, we need faith, Lord, to live. We need faith to, to go on, Lord. We need faith to persevere in the things of God. Pray God you'd help us do that tonight, to have faith. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you for all that you do. Help your people tonight as they go on their way. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen.